Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent 1,000%. So have a lot of cap space Love it. and cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. We play that clip from time to time. It's a reminder. Like, the Crafts better spend some effing money when their coach is saying that in his first appearance. On the Greg Hill Show, back on January 22nd, I think it was, about well, a month just ago. just turns into Kenny Powers right in the middle of it. <laughs> burn some cash. And cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, he was really channeling, like, someone else there. Is Kenny Powers-esque? Is that what it is, Arkin? That's what that's made me think of. I don't yeah. Know. What, were, what were some of his catchphrases? I'm trying to remember off the top of my I head. I can't really say anything. I haven't, I yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, what can, what can you say? <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Have to clean him up a little bit. Yeah. That's Mayo as a cleaned up Kenny Powers. And I just look. The team should be held accountable for that. I know the Crafts didn't say it, but that was that was like giving the green light they're going to spend. And it ties in with our big question of the day here on Jones and Mego with Arkin on WEEI. We're going to talk to Rob Bradford. So more Red Sox talk at 430. Uh, he might actually join us a little early, right? Uh, we were we were discussing he might come on a little bit earlier, maybe closer to 420. Correct. Uh, so we may talk to Brad Foe even earlier than that. Uh, stay tuned for it if you miss any of it. Uh, you can listen live on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. It's easy. Get it on your phone. You can listen live there or use the rewind feature if you need to go back and listen later on. Um, but we're talking Patriots here. And the idea that free agency could tell us more about the Patriots is not something that occurred to me until Arkan uh, sent a note about it this morning. Cause I'm like, well, it's all about the draft and the draft is really going to tell us about what the Patriots are doing. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And so you can vote at Jones and Mego. You can weigh in at 617-779-7937. Arkan, why do you think free agency is going to tell us more about this offseason than the draft. I think it's going to be instructive of how things are going to start going from now on because when you're drafting at three overall, you know, we'll see if they get a quarterback or if they go with Harrison or if they, you know, the, who they target. But this happens first. I mean, there's a whole month of, of free agency that goes on before you even get to the draft. And I think that with this much money to spend and this type of really rich uh, free agent class at the positions of need that this team has, you have an opportunity here to really break away from the way you used to do things. Like, 
I was trying to think, what's the last real big free agent bidding war the Patriots have gotten in? You know, they didn't really outbid anybody for those tight ends in 2020. Gilmore, well, yeah, they did. I don't know. I mean, they but they signed them all first day. I feel like there wasn't a huge market for those. Okay, guys. but I, but like like they deserve credit for people they signed that off season. Judon, like I Judon, mean, that's true. Judon was one. So but like, I mean, I'd say those ones, and prior to that, it was probably Gilmore. Like yeah. I mean, it's it's not like there's been a ton. I'm with you on that. And Gilmore was a, a top, not you know, first class uh, free agent that they had to spend the big freight to get. Like they overspent for Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. No one else was trying to give those guys that kind of money. Like, they had to really go after Gilmore and target him and, and pay him the, the King's ransom because that's what he was worth. And there's guys who are worth that in this free agent class, and they have the money to spend. So, you know, we we always think of Mayo and Wolf and these guys being under uh, Bill's thumb all this time. But, you know, maybe it's more a reflection of everyone being under Kraft's thumb, and this is the way that he wants to do things. And, you know, Bill was good at doing it, but this is this is the rule. You know, like, we'll see. I think that's going to be – that's if they just go for a bunch of good deals again and, and the way they usually do things outside of that 2020 uh, spending spree, then I think that will really tell you a lot, maybe more than the draft will. So I'll be, I think it's close, and I think Arkin makes a good case for free agency. Uh, but, Mego, I'm on your side. Why do you think the draft will tell us more? I just think that I agree with a lot of what Arkan's saying, but the number three pick holds so much more weight, and the decision that you make of what you're doing with that pick illustrates a lot of who has the power inside Gillette Stadium. You look at, there has already been reporting leaking that, hey, if Elliot Wolf has all the power, like, don't expect to go get a quarterback at three. If he has his way, don't be surprised if he wants a tackle. So if you trade down from that spot and you go for a tackle instead and collect more chips, that tells me he's got a lot of power and he's also feeling comfortable, confident enough that he's going to be here for several seasons to see through a plan rather than trying to go in line with what ownership said in a letter that they sent out to season ticket holders, which is, hey, last time we were drafting anywhere near this high, we went and got to Drew Bledsoe. Remember that? Like, I I I really think that that would show you that there's a different order of power than maybe a lot of people think. And obviously the draft, I think big picture, just holds bigger weight than anything you do in one uh, era of free agency, but I also just think that they already told you, like, they're going to spend a lot of cash. They're trying to win fans back. I know, but I don't doubt that. But how are they going to spend it is what I want to know. And so I- I'm with you. I-, I do think it's close, but I'm with you. I-, I think the draft is more important. It's about the quarterback. Duh. It's always about the quarterback. Uh, although this tweet did catch my eye. Ryan dropped it in to our Slack channel. Matt Miller, NFL draft scout for ESPN. Uh, he says, pre combine draft take. The Patriots, all bold, should not draft a quarterback at number three. This roster isn't ready for a rookie QB. Yeah, and not would today. Set, would set his development back. Well, that's kind of how I feel. This isn't Houston with a Hall of Fame left tackle. Is Tunsil getting into the Hall of Fame? Number one. And a solid supporting pro. cast. Which Just say he's an all-pro left tackle. No one thought it was a solid supporting cast when C.J. Stroud went there. No one was like, oh, my God, Nico Collins is so awesome. No one knew he was any good. He... Demario Douglas, I've said this, Demario Douglas put up better numbers in his rookie year than Nico Collins put up in either of his first two years in Houston. C.J. Stroud unlocked him or elevated him or however you want to put it. They didn't have Tank Dell on their roster. This is closer to Carolina, he says. And we saw how that worked out. Now I saw Andy Hart chirping him on Twitter. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt the same way. People told me the same thing about Joe Burrow when he was drafted. And so I know people feel that way. Current is one of those people who says, you're just throwing your quarterback to the Wolves. I don't care about that. 
but I do think these need to work in concert, which is why I think it's close. You can't you can't just bring in Jaden Daniels or Drake May and hand them the same supporting cast for last year. You need to spend in free agency. In addition to that, but I think the quarterback and the picket three is going to tell you more. Can I say something? Yeah. I'm getting really worried that they're not going to pick up any of these real wide receivers. Why is that? Well, because yesterday when we were talking about, oh, like how much are they saving against the cap by cutting Adrian Phillips and um, help me out here. Lawrence, Lawrence Guy. I already forgot Lawrence Guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Lawrence Guy. Never forget you. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> like, so I was looking at it and I was looking at the dead cap money for like Juju and I'm like, holy crap. It's like. Mago, don't just don't worry about stuff just, like that. I am worried about it. I'm, okay. I'm legitimately worried about it. Don't I'm wor- like, they're going to look at Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster and say, we can't eat that money. Well, then they're never going to win. That money is so substantial. Then they're never going to win, and then they're the Red Sox and they're John Henry, and we're going to really call them on it. I mean, I feel like I've been doing that for a while, but we're really going to call them on it. If it's Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker, and they do what Daniel Jeremiah had in his mock today, and they take uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., and they don't have a quarterback, then we'll really get on him. But here's where I think you're valid to worry about that a little bit. Matt Bowen at ESPN did an exercise today. NFL free agency in their best fits, okay? He has the Patriots adding two of the top 50 free agents, Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, and Jonah Williams, offensive tackle, number 30, who, you know, I care about a little bit more. He also has them losing Duggar, Unwenyu, Trent Brown, Josh Uche, 25, 26, 41, and 47, respectively, in the top 50. But out of the receivers on that list... I think the only one that moved, to your point, was Mike Evans. He goes from Tampa to Carolina. He had Michael Pittman staying put. He had Calvin Ridley staying put. He had T. Higgins staying put. So, I mean, I think he had Hollywood Brown moving as well, but that, to me, feels like a drop from those other names that are on there. And if that's what you're worried about, these guys just won't get to market, I think that's more valid. I'm not worried about... Juju Smith-Schuster and his dead cap number. Like, that doesn't concern me. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Bengals have a ton of cap money to spend. They should be able to keep Higgins. They should keep Higgins. Uh, If they let him go, that's a big mistake on their part. They got to pay Chase, too. They do, but, I mean, they have enough money to do both of those things if they want to. No, they they do, but they're also cheap. So this is why I'm not not sure they will. That's a cheap organization. That's true, but uh, the fact is they have to pay. They're up there not quite with the Patriots, but they're close in terms of total cap space. So, you know, that is a legitimate concern, especially the way the NFL is going right now. If you have a star-wide receiver – you're not why especially at Indy I mean Pittman with uh with Richardson like you want a young quarterback who missed a lot of time with the injury last year to have a safety valve to have someone that they can throw to all these things that Mac Jones has never afforded the luxury of like that's important and I think that these teams are going to recognize that I think Mango's right so what's going to tell us more free agency or the draft it's pretty close 55 percent say free agency 45 percent say the draft you can vote at Jones and Mego, you can dial us up, 617-779-7937. Uh, Mego, because Arkan's going to talk about it here in Trending, thumbs up, thumbs down. Matthew Slater to the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, I'm a thumbs down. Okay. I just don't think that um, it demonstrates. I understand you need special teamers in the Hall of Fame. I just not sure. Do you, you do? Yeah, I think no, the Hall don't. of Fame should represent you don't need the them. entire team. Like, should represent all aspects of a team. I'm just not sure that... What he does on special teams should rise above, say, somebody like Adam Vinatieri, who, for whatever reason, Christian Arcan has just flip-flopped completely. We haven't seen a flip-flop like this in months and just hates and by no means once in the Hall of Fame ever, 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 ever. Right. Even though last week he told us he was the most that is important a, more of the 2001. I never once said behind the scenes, shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Behind the scenes, by the way, he was like begging that we included Vinatieri in the question. Yeah. 
behind the scenes. He was like, scenes. what about Vinatieri? He's like, guys, Vinatieri, now Vinatieri, Vinatieri, like, Vinatieri, Vinatieri. don't let him near it. Now he's garbage. He said earlier today, Goskowski greater than Vinatieri. Mm-hmm. You want them both in the Hall of Fame. Uh, neither here nor there. Look, I, I'm okay with some special teamers getting in. Like, Vinatieri should be in. But I don't need special teamers in the Hall of Fame. you got to have some. Hester just got in. But, like, they're way more impactful than a guy who runs down and stands around people making fair catches. Like, I, Matthew Slater, I really enjoyed talking to. I think his leadership in some ways was tangible, but then the second Brady left, just like everything else, his leadership didn't matter anymore. He led a four-win team this year. So I don't want to overstate that either. Arkan, without getting into Goskowski, is he a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Slater, yes or no? Yeah, I think so. It's just so decorated, you know? I mean, maybe maybe you disagree that his role in the team matters, but he is a, t- a player on the team, and he was a 10-time Pro Bowler and 8-time All-Pro. Like, when you're that decorated, you're considered one of the best of all time. Arkan has the worst Hall of Fame ever. It's Matthew Slater and Stephen Goskowski. And nobody else. And yeah. like it's just like it's a Hall of Fame I don't want to visit. And I gotta Adam be honest. Adam Vinatieri is not even allowed to look at it. Nope. Adam Vinatieri, he's too he's too muscular. Couldn't even fit through the doors of that Hall <laughs> of Fame. Talking about Mr. Who again? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three. Mr. Who's in my Hall. Of you fame. can jump in on Slater. You can jump in on free agency <laughs> and the draft. You keep his name out of your mouth. Uh, we can get back into Anderson the Patriots slap our kid and the draft as well. Plus, we have Rob Bradford standing by from WEEI for our weekly chat. That's right after trending with our kid. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jones and Mako. Yeah, I hate Jones Alexer on WEI. Drop your sitting here and said that... Um, that basically, he feels the front office and ownership needs to do a little more to kind of help the current roster. Um, you know, what do you what do you think about him not expressing? Well, two things: it's his opinion, and we gotta respect that. And second, he's not afraid to talk to you guys. He talked to you guys for 25 minutes, which is awesome. We had conversations with him before, and uh, you know, he likes the the core. He likes you know, like the age group is his group, right? I mean, he's probably one of the youngest guys still, probably, right, of the group, but. Uh, he understands where we are, uh, where we at, and uh, you know he just gotta, you know, perform. You know he, he had a good season last year, and uh, he knows that he has to work on a few things uh, for us to get better. And uh, like I said, you know I, I like the fact that he sat here and he talked and he was open about it. And uh, you know he's not a kid anymore. Uh, you know, and, uh, I know he hates to be called the face of the franchise, but I'll call him the carita of the franchise. <laughs> 
Now, what is that? I don't have a I don't have a translator like Devers had earlier today. What is that? Baby face. The baby face of the franchise. Don't call him the face of the franchise. Call him the baby face of the franchise. Like we call Ryan the baby face of the show. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because he's a producer. Right. Yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody can be a heel. You know. So sometimes you need you need a face, right? Exactly. That's how it works in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Is that it? I think so. Did yeah, I use that properly? Yeah, now you got it. I'm not like a wrestling guy, but I think I, I think I used that properly. I used to have a baby face. Now I got that face that all the people on Ozempic are getting. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something different. What? I, uh, oh. What's wrong with my face? I just, you usually... Uh, How much time you got? usually <laughs> describe it in a certain way is all I was going to say. Well, with my big teeth? No, you're resting... Oh, my resting bitch face? Yes. That I can't control. <laughs> that I cannot control. That's just how I look. <laughs> and I am one of the last women on earth who people routinely tell to smile. <laughs> like, people come up to me. And yeah, like, that is, you can't do that anymore. No. No, 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 no but no. I think it, I think people say it because they're, like, legitimately worried about me. They're like, oh, my God, did you just get some bad news? I mean, look, <laughs> I learned a long time ago. I no, can't, it's I, Tuesday. I can't control what I'm working with. Okay, wait. Quick aside. Yeah. We're going to get to Bradbo. Is it rude? Have you ever told Kat that she looks better with makeup? <laughs> Are you saying specifically about Kat, or have I? is that a rude thing to say to a woman? <laughs> is that a rude thing to say to someone? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm going to say probably. I've, not, uh, I've never vocalized yes! that. I've never vocalized that one to Kathleen. But yes! I, you want me do to you test? think Never. she looks better you with makeup? Test, you want me to test it out when I get home? Do you think she looks better with makeup? What are, you, are you trying to, you, you don't want me here for the rest of the week? Is that what you want? I'm already out Friday. You, you want me not here Wednesday, Thursday, Not Friday? here for the rest of time. <laughs> right. Uh, 617-779-7937. Just quickly to close the loop on it, we'll get to Bradfo. Um, Devers is 27. It's And he's paid $300 plus million. Like, it's time to get comfortable being the face of the franchise. If you're uncomfortable with it, that's a you thing. It's time to be comfortable. And I feel like Cora, for his part, is trying to prod him on that. And so I have plenty of criticism for Cora. But on this one, I think he's doing the right thing. Like, you you better be the face of the... We're paying you all this money and you're 27. You're not 22. You're 27. It's time to grow up and be a leader. And I would quibble with him saying he had a good... Se- it depends on how you say good. Did he have a good season or did he have a good season? He had a good season last year, but not great. Uh, we're joined right now on the Harbor One Hotline by Rob Bradford of WEI. You can check out the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast on the Odyssey app. Of course, all his work again on WEI as well. We talk to him every Tuesday. Bradford, we appreciate the time. What's going on? I like baby face Gar- Garvin. Absolutely. You got you to do that. And by the way, you should absolutely workshop the whole like going home and saying your wife looks better with me. I'm going to have to practice that for sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. practice that before I just bust that one out. Uh, uh, yeah, Brad just, just, just workshop it a little bit on our can. See how Someone may have told me in, <laughs> my own, in my own house that I looked really great with how I did my makeup. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. But, but that's not good. That's not bad. I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, well, because con- my immediate they're... follow-up was, so you think I look better with makeup? Oh, that's, come on. That's, You're just that's, trying to that's, pick a fight that's, now. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's... Yeah, then what'd you put it on for, Mega? It's like, it's like I had, I was walking with my wife the other day and a friend of mine said, oh, your hair looks great. It's like, oh, she, my, Rob never says that. I was like, I say it every time you get a haircut, but she's, he's like, oh, but you never say it other than that. Like how yeah. often am I supposed to say all the time, Rob, hair looks great. all I the guess. time, every, all the time, every day. I, 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 you know, I never notice when Kat gets a haircut. That's usually the problem for me. And she goes, <laughs> you know, you didn't say anything about my haircut. I go, eh. 
Here's the takeaway. Bradford colon, I give up. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, that is that is kind of like the Red Sox. Like, you know who should you know who should have practiced a few more of their answers? Just like I would need to practice my line of questioning here. The Red Sox, because it's unbelievable to me what's going on down there, Bradford. It's like and and we can you can pick and choose to to jump in on any of these, but it's like Sam Kennedy again, parameters, parameters, parameters over and over again, and nothing's changed since twenty twenty two. Oh well, I mean, besides, you know, we're more of a build phase now, is what he said. He volunteered that Pedroya <laughs> needs to shove them into spending more. So let's leave the players and core to the side. What were your thoughts on Sam Kennedy yesterday and how the Red Sox are portraying themselves, because it sounds like not just the fans and media are pissed, the players and the manager are all pissed now. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Like The way you phrase it, I'm like, holy mackerel, a lot has happened in the last <laughs> couple of days. But it's it's with the Sam Kennedy thing, I think the biggest takeaway was it was almost like he just ran out of things, narratives to say, and he said, we can't say anything else. We can't, because they shouldn't say anything else. Their, their messaging and their narrative has changed a million different times. Uh, it changed once again yesterday with the parameter thing. So there, there is literally nothing else you can say. So don't, you know, why bother? We're not gonna, they're not going to spend more money. They're not going to say that their budget's different. They're not, I don't know what, where they are lately. But if you look at the end of the year compared to yesterday, how many times the messaging has changed, then you know it's crazy and and as somebody told me a former player told me yesterday he said who who runs the red sox who runs the red sox i'm like i don't know who he's like the media and like in some sense i get that we do that's amazing because we we would be signing people left and right no 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 but here's the point is that this messaging has been for the media or it's not the media it's the public perception so you we can all agree that the messaging has been terrible. It's been all over the place. There hasn't been any constants, and that's been a big part of the problem. And that was, once again, you know, when you have the parameters thing, we have to go back and look at the timeline and look at who said what. And all we know is this, is that they didn't sign any players. They barely trade for any players. That's what we're left with. And then and then you have the comment about Petroya, which I found fascinating because as soon as it was said, I think you guys were talking about this yesterday too, is that it, it's, why do you say it? Like, what was the point? Some people thought, oh, he, the big move is coming. That's why he said it. Because he knew a big move was coming. My people thought that? I, some people. I don't know. social media is a weird place. Yeah. A lot, Wait, a so lot of things, but what was your interpretation? What was your interpretation? Oh, my interpretation was immediately was he just likes, likes like hitching the wagon to Petroya. I mean, he likes mentioning how wacky Pedroia is, how competitive Pedroia is. And look at Pedroia is in. Well, here's, here's, here's a little known reality about that whole situation. They called Pedroia. So it wasn't like Pedroia like, called in and said, hey, guys, hey, what's up? I, I want to tell you what's what. They had called Pedroia. And I think that the, the overall theme was, hey, Dustin, are you going to come here? And he's like, no, I, I got other things to do. And so... <laughs> Uh, no one well, wants to be there. Yeah, if he's coaching kids and whatever. But but why I have you on the line, boom, here it is. Like, here's the hammer. And so, and, and Pedroia isn't alone in this. Uh, there's plenty of other alumni, guys who have gone through their, this different iterations of the Red Sox and actually tried to build the foundation of the Red Sox and seen the Red Sox, this ownership group, course correct 
and make it to make it a little bit more palatable, even if it doesn't work out. They've seen all of this, and but they've never seen this version of the Red Sox. I mean, I remember going through spring training and listening to David Ortiz moan about about why didn't they sign Nelson Cruz a million different times, right? But guess what? You didn't sign Nelson Cruz, but you still had all these other guys, and that was that was that was just one example. So. I think that I wasn't surprised at all that Pedroia said that. I know that's a narrative for a lot of people associate with the Red Sox, including, by the way, as we found out once again today, and as we also found out with Kenley Jansen the other day, players on the Red Sox. So you mentioned how all over the map the messaging from Red Sox ownership and Sam Kennedy has been. And then you had this great interview with Kenley Jansen that we played a lot of yesterday. Where did he, did you get any sense of where he got the messaging behind closed doors that they were going to be competitive last year? And I'm paraphrasing here, but be somewhere near contention this year? Because I'm wondering, like, it's one thing for the messaging to be that all over the map to the public. But when you're signing guys and you're bringing guys in, that seems like you're putting your reputation on the line with agents and with players who you'd be courting in the future. I don't think it was a huge leap of faith to listen to Ken Lee Jansen the other day and and be and suggest that he felt like he was sold a little bit of a bill of goods, right? When he signed with the Red Sox. And it was and he basically said that, right? He said that they said that they were going to be competitive at first year and then they were going to really go for it. The second year instead, and I love this word he said, instead they've adjusted their vision their vision. So um, the vision when Kenley Jansen signed, because he did have options um, and obviously he's an established guy and he wants to win and all he had done was win. So when they say at the beginning, when they they sign him, Hey, you know what? We're going to be competitive and then we're going to go for it. And by the way, that first year, if we juxtapose this off season versus last off season. And I, you know, this, this give some credit to Haim, I guess, is that, that last offseason was Dombrowski shock and awe compared to this thing. I mean, last season, offseason, you had Yoshida at five years. You had Jansen. You Martin. had Martin. You had Turner. You had Duvall. Holy mackerel. Yeah, I'd take all that. Right, well, as, bad it, as, that, as bad as that was, I'd take all that. You know, with no disrespect to Lucas Giolito and Cooper Criswell, you know, it's like <laughs> this is – but this if – you, if you look at the two, it doesn't even come close. So when Kenley signed – it was, all right, I see this. It's competitive. And by the way, they were competitive. They were, and that was one of the Dever, things Devers brought up today, the trade deadline. And one of the things that Ken Lee uh, like, was talking about in, in our dugout conversation in September, they were all upset at the trade deadline because they did feel like they were competitive and they didn't make the move. The problem is that after that happened, nothing changed. It kept going worse and worse and worse and worse in terms of, as Devers said, getting things that would actually help the, the, the roster as they saw it. Um, we saw John Henry breeze past reporters the other day. Any chance that anyone gets any FaceTime with him between now and April and, uh, you know, even like off the record, do you think, Rob? Um, no. I mean, I think that there's a chance maybe if you hit him in the right spot with an email. You, I don't know if that's considered FaceTime, but it's, it's – it, I don't think so. And – 
it, you know, they were very, you know, John Henry was there and Linda Pizzuti and, and they were all, it, it wasn't like they were running from the media. Like we, we stood around and we sort of, they talked to us, but they just weren't going to answer the baseball questions. And there certainly wasn't going to be any sort of sit down, which, you know, we'll say it again. I don't know why, why you wouldn't do that. It's 20 minutes of your time. You have to do it once a year. We've always done it, but now we chose not to do it. So I, I, I don't know. So to answer your question, Christian, I doubt it. I mean, if, we, if we've, they had their opportunity yesterday, they didn't do it. Um, unless somebody is, is hits a sweet spot with an email with the right question and with the right time, I can't see it. Okay. So I don't think Henry's going to talk anytime soon either. I'm with you on that. And I don't think Henry's going to change his ways and start spending. Do they hear it? Like, do they, do they hear what we're talking about? The city is talking about their own players are talking about Kenley Jansen yesterday Raphael Devers today like do they do they hear it at the ownership level Henry and Linda do they hear it or are they like insulated from it and oblivious to it no they of course they hear it and and but I think that they've reached the point where they're dug in on whatever philosophy this is this philosophy it is a philosophy right I mean they're saying and, and okay, I'm I'm I am not saying this is this has been a good offseason by any stretch of the imagination, not even close. But if just talk, I talked to some people today. I talked to another manager of another team today, and 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 I've talked to other executives. And here's the reality of this offseason as it stands right now. Everybody's saying, "Hey, go sign these guys, these Boris guys." Well, the problem is that none of these guys, you can make a case, none of these guys are guys that you would allocate. The, the, the ask that Boris has for these guys to be a foundational guy. In other words, Jordan Montgomery, you know, they're asking for seven or eight years out of the gate, $200 million. You, nobody pays that. It, it, you would be, it would be ridiculous to pay that. So maybe they just don't see that these are the right guys to build around, to allocate the money to. But at the same time, there has to be something done. And that's what the Devers message was today. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if, if maybe you hit the sweet spot with Jordan Montgomery and get a three-year deal. I don't know if you get uncomfortable and trade one of these prospects, but something has to be done. And to, so to answer your question, Adam, about are they hearing it? Yeah, they hear it, but I think that they're just they dug in. No, they're, they're, they're dug in on this is the way we're going to do it. This is the way we're going to do it. And because if, they, if, they, if it did, in fact, affect them, then we would have seen a different narrative and we would have seen different actions. By the way, the kind of actions which I think everybody expected when Heim Bloom was let go. So, Rob, you talk about the philosophy. And so far, like, the, the philosophy that I see is that they're waiting and they're waiting for the prospects to develop into major league players. When you look at these prospects and you hold them up against the prospects even, you know, within some of their closest competition, do you see this as a core of prospects that can be comparable to Mookie, Devers, Xander, that era when those young guys came up and then they went out and paid for some arms? For me right now, no. I, I don't I don't see them at this level, but I – I, I haven't seen these guys extensively. I, all I can go by is what I know of them. And, and I don't think, for instance, if you juxtapose these guys against the Orioles guys, not even close in terms of certainty. I, I think that these guys can be good major league players, but when you're talking about the next wave of stars, 
I don't know about that. I, 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 there certainly isn't enough evidence for me to suggest, yes, absolutely. When Mookie came up, it was, that guy's going to be a star. When Bogarts came up, that guy's going to be a star. When Devers, same thing. That guy's going to be a star. I don't know at this point, as much as people like Roman Anthony, as much as people like Marcelo Meyer, if we can say that about these guys. And that should be concerning. You are putting a lot of eggs in these baskets. And even with Tristan Casas, with Brian Bayo, these guys are the guys they're, they're offering extensions to, which you have to do. You have to get, if you want to build a foundation, you want to build a franchise, the Braves have done it. You go down the list of teams that have done it. You have to do that. But you also have, the right, have to have the right guys to do it. So you better make sure, along with the guys that we mentioned, that Casas and Bayo, while you're offering these extensions, are the right guys. And, and even that, I don't think, is a slam dunk right now. Well, it wouldn't be if uh, you know Casas wasn't laughing in their face when they make these <laughs> oh. offers, which is what it seems uh, like. Wasn't that great, though? That, that was, was great. That was, and, and so, so you know, I, heard, I, I heard you guys reading that, that response from it. It was good. It was, it was the... Uh, the car ride, he gets the call from the agent, hey, what do you think? And he's like, no, I'm good. And, and for people who think that he was exaggerating, I've gotten that text from him before. I like, so, so I'll give you a little backstory before I really knew Tristan Cassis. Uh, a few off-seasons ago, his dad really wanted to sort of push him as on, in the podcast world. So, hey, you want him to have him podcast? Sure, okay, I'll have him on the podcast. And, and so here's his number. All right. So, like, five times I reached out to him, nothing, nothing, nothing. All right, one last time, 9 o'clock at night. Okay, Tristan, hey, you want to you do this or not? And he just responds, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like oh, and I'm thinking, what a jerk, what a jerk. And then I get to know him, and obviously he's not a jerk. He's just, that, that's just the way he is. So when, when I heard that, I'm like, yep, I could absolutely see that. Looking at some of the moves that got made recently, Brad Foe, uh, Fulmer, um, this latest one here with Hendricks, it seems like there's a lot of maybe deferral to 2025. Is that the, the sense that you're getting, is that 2025 is really the year that they're planning on doing something, I guess? I mean, they haven't really yeah. have doing anything now, yeah. Yeah, there's, absolutely. I mean, and I don't think it's, you know, that's the, the Hendricks and the Fulmer thing. I mean, those, those are examples, right. but I think the, the bigger example is, is how they're approaching everything else. And, yeah, I think it's, it's 2025. And, and I do believe, you know, Craig Breslow, if, I got to take a deeper dive into this, but if you look at Theo when he took over the Cubs in 2012, and and he's sort of like this is this might be some comparisons to be drawn here because he sort of gutted that a little bit, uh, started from scratch, did all the under the hood stuff, and then a couple of years later, boom, here comes John Lester, here comes these other guys. I don't doubt that, but the the the, the fact of the matter is is that we're going into this year unlike any other year that we can remember as a Red Sox, which is we're not even pretending to say, hey, you know what. We're, we're doing everything to compete with the other teams with a division. I thought it was such, a, such an uncomfortable juxtaposition that day that Aaron Boone said, we are hell-bent on winning a championship. And then that same day or the day before, you had Craig Breslow saying, oh, you know what, the offseason didn't work out. And you had Ken Lee saying, uh, you never know when it comes to the playoffs. So, I mean, those two teams are supposed to have the same messaging. And it was the polar opposite. Okay, he is Rob Bradford. Excellent stuff, as always. Check him out on the Odyssey app. Baseball isn't boring. W-E-E-I as well. Uh, Bradford, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Enjoy Florida. 
All right, all right. You guys are great, and uh, and Babyface Garvin, you know, keep that name, please, 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 please. Thank right, you. Right, we'll work on we'll it. Ma- we'll Thanks, make sure. Rob. We'll make sure we do that for him. He's Rob Bradford. Uh, some news in there, along with all the the, the great takes as well. Uh, well, number one, uh, Tristan Cassis treats Rob Bradford the same way he treats Red Sox ownership. Yeah, now nah, I'm good. Uh, number two, oh, thanks. Dustin Bedroya called them. So, like, if Sam Bradford was trying, uh, Sam Bradford, Sam uh, uh, Kennedy, rather. <laughs> Rob Bradford. Is who uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Sam Kennedy, rather, was trying to, like, humble brag or thump his chest, like, oh, look, Pedroia, uh, you know, we're, we're reaching out to him and all this. Stuff. They had to call Pedroia. They had to call Pedroia, and re- it's not like Pedroia was, like, reaching out to them and was like, right. hey, guys, you should do this, and volunteering. He doesn't think about them. They called him. They bothered him. They want him to do more. They want him to come do stuff for the team. And he's like, no, I'm good, Tristan Cassis. But then he says, oh, by the way, could you clown spend some money? <laughs> that was them reaching out to him, not the other way around. And they gives him the business. And by the way, good. I'm glad he did. I'm no, glad good. he didn't just say, yeah, hey, great. Uh, it's really great to see you guys. No, tell him. Tell him what's what, Dustin. You might have some pull there still. Who knows? But, I mean, it's, be- it's better than everybody just sitting there so quietly. They, they want to make it sound like, oh, all these players are really interested in what we're doing. They bothered Dustin Pedroia on his own personal time while he's coaching his kid or whatever in Arizona. And he's like, yeah, not enough time for you guys, but spend some money. So that's how it actually went down, according to Bradford. Now, I'm embellishing a little bit, but that's how I picture it. 617-779-7937. Keep hanging out on the phone lines. We'll get back to you. Patriots talk, Red Sox talk, and triple play next. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples makes it safe, and the 99 restaurant now has early week supper specials. Bring the family and enjoy a delicious roast turkey every Sunday, hearty meatloaf every Monday, and crispy spinach and artichoke chicken every Tuesday. You gotta love the nines. It's Tuesday, Jones Hang and Mago. Yes. Hang on. So give me a second here, because I want to address this. Okay. Text line 37937. Guys, I read that Pedroia reached out to them, meaning Red Sox ownership. He FaceTimed them. Where are you getting that they reached out to him? Well, this is why you listen to Rob Bradford every week here on Jones and Mega with Arkan. Tuesdays at 4.30. He was a little early this week, so maybe you weren't ready for when he dropped this news. But what he just told us, and you can go check it out on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, get it on your phone, free, easy, take it wherever you go. Use the rewind feature, listen to Bradfo, or listen live there. Bradfo colon, I give up. So he, uh, <laughs> he said the little-known fact, Kennedy framed it one way, but I'm sure Bradfo doubled back and talked to Pedroia and Pedroia said, no, they called me. I didn't call them. I don't have time for those guys. I don't think about those guys. They called me out of the blue. I obliged them. And then while I had them on the line, I yelled at them. And I was like, hey, you cheapos, spend some money. And so that's how it really went down. So if you read it elsewhere differently, you're wrong. That's what Brad Foe just told us. That's why he's worth listening to. Arcan, go. All right. It's Tuesday. That makes it an over-under Tuesday. So let's get to over-under number one. Number one. All right, we'll start with Red Sox win totals in 2024. I actually saw it somewhere at 79 uh, and a half. I'm going to drop that down to 75 and a half. Over under 75 and a half wins for the Red Sox, Mego. Quickest under ever. <laughs> Quickest under ever. Show me where you're going to find those wins. Like, you're going to be terrible in your own division. That's Tommy Curran. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they're, the, they're the not everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> they're nowhere. Like, yeah, you're going to... Ha- I see them at like 72, maybe. 
I feel like even that's kind of generous. I just this team's gonna suck. I know, but this team's gonna be so bad. I know, but even like the worst teams win sixty-two. The wins are I'm everywhere. Seventy-two. No, I understand, but I'm just telling you. I just as as bad as they're seventy-nine. They're, they're gonna be how many over under seventy-nine and a half wins right now. Uh, Overs plus one hundred. Unders unders one twenty-two. Right, but yeah. you lowered the number. I lowered. Yeah. It, yeah. Right. How many For games? Purposes of this how many games do you think they won last year? I don't remember. 78. 78? Yeah. So, like, Dang. to me, I'll, get better. I'll take the over on your number, Arkin. I'll take the over on your number. I mean, but they... You, they're worse than last year on paper. They might be, but they also fell apart at the end of last year. True. So, to me, 75 is just so low. I'll t- you, They'd still suck. They might fall apart yeah, in uh, May That's not What's good. What's going to keep them together this I'm year? I'm just telling you, that's just, that's such a low number. That's such a low total. 75? Like, you can suck and be in last place and win 76 games. I'll take the – just, that just feels like good value. It just feels like even Mego's too down on them. They're going to be a last-place team. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to be competitive, but they might win 76 games. They sucked last year, and they won 78. I'll yeah, take the over. only a few games under 500. Yeah. All right, let's get to over under number two. Number two. All right, we're hearing reports about Justin Fields and the Bears getting some calls on him. How many starting quarterbacks, and when I say starting, they started the 2023 season as the starter, Jones. How many starting quarterbacks will be traded this offseason? Over, under, one and a half quarterbacks. I'm taking the under. I, I think Fields will get traded. He unfollowed the Bears yesterday, not that I really care, but on social media, he unfollowed them. There's all kinds of mixed messaging out of Chicago where, like, they're the the CEO there or whoever uh, high up, uh, Warren is his name, is speaking very highly of Justin Fields. So, like, there's mixed messaging. So I'll just think about it and say, you're maybe getting the best prospect entering the league since Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck. Like, that level of prospect, they're going to move off of Fields. So I think he gets traded. Who else is getting traded? I, I thought early Mac in Jones. the offseason, uh, well, that's a good point. Will people trade for Mac? Will people trade for Zach Wilson? I know that's more of a gray area. So will Mac get traded? Hmm, right. I was thinking like Kyler and guys like that. I just, Mac is so far gone from my mind. Maybe I will, I'll adjust. I'll take the over. Mac will get traded too. So over one and a half. Uh, just want to clarify a little bit something that you said. Not only did Justin Fields unfollow the Bears' social accounts, so did his dog's Instagram account, <laughs> oh, which no. I think is now just, it's, it's up on Twitch right now, I think is very similar to Tom Sandoval unfollowing Summer Moon. Oh, that is true. That you is know? true. It's very comparable if yeah. you're up on Vanderpump. I just, you know, you want to you wanna block all those people. I don't blame Tom Sandoval for unfollowing Summer The secondary Moon. accounts? Yeah, I don't blame that. Okay. Well, please don't block Jones and Mega. We're on Instagram if you want I don't, to find Do you us. think Justin Fields' dog runs the account? Do you think, uh, do you think do you Summer mean, Moon? Do I think the no, dog so, runs the account? This is what I'm account. saying. So you're, not, question, you're not blocking the child. You're <laughs> yes, not blocking, I do. You're not blocking the dog. You're, it's, it's, it's them doing it. So, yeah, no, I, I have no problem with Tom Sandoval doing that. I just think it's funny that Justin Fields is like, I don't even want my dog following this. Um, I'm still taking the under. Like, I, a lot of the moves I think that are going to be made for starting quarterbacks are – Free agents. You look at Cousins. Who knows what's happening with Baker Mayfield uh, waiting on the franchise tag there. But Justin Fields will probably get traded, and I think that might be it. Uh, you know, roided up uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Guys like that are mostly <laughs> the free agents. I, 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 don't, I can't guarantee anyone's trading for like Mac. Zach I, Wilson might just get cut. Yeah, know? no, I mean, Wilson, I don't think you're getting anything for. Mac, you might. So I'll, I'll take the over. I got, right. I got bullied into the over. I'll take the over. Very good. Let's get to over under number three. Number three. We asked this question at the beginning of the season. We're now just about out of the all-star break. The number of NBA duos that you would take ahead of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now that they played about two-thirds of the season, I guess. How many would you take over Brown and Tatum, Mego? The over-under is two and a half. You know, I'll say this for Tatum and Brown is that I do think that they are playing off each other better this season. 
I am seeing less of, and, and some of that might just be the lineups and the way that Missoula is putting them out there, but I do see them being more collaborative on the court. I take the under. I would say that there's two duos, uh, Jokic and Murray and Duran and Booker. Those are the two duos I would take ahead of Tatum and Brown. Other than that, I don't know. Am I missing someone totally obvious? I, I mean, you could go with the Leonard Clippers George, duo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Leonard and George is a good one. LeBron and Davis, I think, is still a good one. Um, Giannis and Lillard, you say them? I wouldn't take Giannis and Lillard over them. I would take Giannis over Tatum at this point in their careers, yes, but oh, not the combination of Giannis see, and I Lillard. See, I would take Lillard over Jalen, but I wouldn't take Giannis over Tatum. So my answer is more, uh, you know, the over. The Ox and the Fox, of course. I would not take the Ox and the Fox. I do th- I'm do. i with you. I think you have to give Jokic and Murray their due after their title last year. Just give them the edge there. Uh, you know, George and uh, Kawhi is a great one. Phoenix, you can break it down a couple of different ways, but I would agree. Booker and Durant, I would take Giannis and Lillard over the Celtics duo. Now, it doesn't mean the Celtics duo sucks. It doesn't mean that the Celtics as a team aren't good. Those are better duos. Ryan, you're making a face? No, I, I, I Jokic and Murray, I get. The rest of those, I, I, I would not take over Jalen and Jason. Even with Jamal Murray's like hurt all the time, he's got a nagging yeah, uh, honestly, injury for like three I don't, years I don't, now. I don't know that I really feel that that's a better duo, but they've won and they play well off each other. I'm not taking so, the Ox and the Fox, not this year. Not this year. You're Ke- down Keegan on Keegan Murray makes me sick to my stomach sometimes. Did was anyone a, say Towns and Edwards? No, I'm. I, I still wouldn't. I'm down on Towns. I I know he scored like a bazillion points in the All Star game the other day, but I'm mostly right, I'm mostly down on Carl Anthony Towns. Like Edwards is legit. I don't love Towns. Okay. Okay. The text line is getting all fussy because they wrote in read in the Globe about yeah. well, Pedroia then, then FaceTiming. Right, because you know what the Globe Kennedy. did? They just listened to Sam Kennedy and what he said, and Rob talked to Pedroia no, is what's clear. Way, it's the other way around. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, look, I believe what you want to believe. I'm just telling you. Uh, Bradford talked to Pedroia, and that's what Pedroia said. Who, who do you believe, Pedroia or Sam Kennedy? Like, God, believe Sam Kennedy at your own risk. But if that, oh, I read it in the Globe. Oh, wow. You read it in John Henry's paper that Sam Kennedy said that Pedroia reached out to them? Wow. I, I, let's put a lot of stock in that. You're a liar. 617-779-7937. Uh, you can jump in here on the phones. In fact, uh, because he's been waiting so long, uh, let's go to Stephen Fall River. He's been waiting for a while. Uh, go ahead, Steve. Good good uh, talk. I agree with uh, Christian when he says free agency, especially the first half of free agency, will be a prelude to how this off season is going to go. You have to realize you can affect the, the off season, but every week that goes by in free agency, the first half is more effective than the second half. To say you're going to wait for the draft is not a certain thing because you don't know who they're going to take. You don't know who everybody else is going to take. And naturally after the draft, what are you getting? Leftovers. You might have guys. Yeah. Caught. So Steve, most years I would agree with what you're saying, but they're drafting third. They, they should have a good idea of who they're getting at three and who's going before them. Like they should really be able to narrow that down. Most years I'd agree. Patriots are drafting in the 20. It's free agency all the way uh, in the twenties. Rather it's free agency all the way this year to me is different, but you can vote big question of the day up now at Jones and Mego. Uh, what's going to tell you more free agency or the draft. Plus, we'll get back to Rafael Devers, some of his comments earlier today, direct shots at Red Sox ownership. That's next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.